You know, during the summertime, we'll get into our, our, our study tonight. During the summertime, we're all, we all have opportunities to be with families, extended families. Some of our extended families are not your favorite friends. Let's face it, okay? However, God gives opportunities. Please take them. Please take them. Even if there's issues that you may have with them. Take opportunity because they're precious in the eyes of God. And they need to be saved. Because if they're not saved, they ain't going to heaven. That's just the way it is, folks. I know, I know we, we don't live in that kind of world that doesn't teach that. But the Bible teaches it. So please take that opportunity. Because family is still family. And uh, God has given them to us. Not by choice, but by divine design. So do your part. I want to remind you, if you're not baptized yet, uh, on July the 30th, we're going to be joining our East Side Church. will be here, and one of, so far, one of our Celebrate Jesus churches is going to join us. So we're going to have a nice time of baptizing. So if you've not been baptized, or if your children that are older understand, but please do not baptize your children because they're a certain age. If they're not saved, then they're not ready to be baptized. If they're not saved, explain to them what salvation is. It's your responsibility. Okay? Praise God. Amen. Oh, it's my turn now. Okay. (laughs) Who does not have... Oh, by the way, for those of you who do not know, this is uh, uh, Sister Thais' brother from Jamaica. Uh, What is is your first name so you could tell us? (laughs) I didn't catch that. Troy? That's a good name. Good name. Okay, Troy, we welcome you tonight again. He was with us Sunday, and uh, we welcome him. How many of you were now with us last week? And because we never finished uh, lesson number three, and uh, I'm sorry, um, question number three, four. We, we did three and four. We didn't do question number five, which we're going to do. Who was not here from last week to not get a lesson? Lift up your hand, brother um, um, Cliff is going to hand one. If you did not have last week's lesson. Okay, now everyone, the, the ones that were on your, de- on your tables, that's, that's for this week's, okay? And we will get to those in just a few moments. Now, we have been studying and we have been talking about uh, answering questions about the family and marriage. These are questions that I know are not, are not the most exciting questions, but these are fundamental questions. I want the church here at Hope to understand what marriage is all about and not what the world says. Some of the things that I say I know are not popular. It's not even accepted by, I pray not this church, but maybe some of you here that will say, I just don't agree with you. I had a discussion this past week of a, of a lady that, and I, I'm, again, I don't, I don't say these to say tales, but just to share with you where some believers are, I think I shared this with you that Talked to her about having seen her in a few weeks, so on and so on. She goes, oh, Pastor, I have to make a choice between your teaching on homosexuality and my two boys, who are. And I chose my boys. That was, that was heartbreaking. And, and I tried to explain to her, I said, you don't have to reject your boys. You still love them. They're part of your family forever. But, you know, the truth is the truth is the truth. So I believe, I know what you're saying is the, the truth, but I don't want to lose my, no, all this. So, folks, there are some times that w- things that we teach, at least in, in the Hope Christian Fellowship Ministries, Eastside, the African church, any other churches that come, we got to teach the, the, the truth to the best of our knowledge because we do not want to lead you astray because someday we're going to be held accountable for what we teach and preach behind the pulpits. Okay, and it would be nice to teach what everybody likes. I don't even like what I'm teaching sometimes. <laughs> I agree with it, I just don't like it. Because I got to look, look at you sometimes. And, and some of you are, you know, you, some of you are newly saved. So some of this stuff to you is strange. Because for many years you've been, you've been taken in. And some of the stuff that we're going to say even the, this evening, and Lord willing, next week we'll finish off. Um, as I said, have not been to our liking, but it's, it's the fundamental. The family, marriage is fundamental. It's the foundation. It's the foundation of the church b- besides Jesus. It's the foundation of the church. And if the family is weak, if the marriage is weak, the family is weak. If the family is weak, the church is weak. If the church is weak, society is weak. And if society is weak, there is no hope. 
But it all starts with marriage. Okay. All right. Does everybody have notes now? Okay, let's go on to, um, we've already done a, a, a few things. We've already spoken about, question one was what makes a marriage strong? We talked about it. Uh, we, question two, well, we talked about what are some of the practical ways that, that husbands can love their wives. Um, that was very clear. Question three, we started, we did last week, is uh, if, if a wife uh, submits to her husband, isn't, uh, isn't she playing the lesser role? And the answer to that is no. She's playing, she's fitting the role that she was called for. How many of you have a steering wheel on your car? Try to put that steering wheel, the next time you get a flat tire, try to put that on, on, a, on where, where a flat tire is. It's round, it looks like a tire, but it's not made for, for I, how many of you understand what I'm ta talking about? Is one greater than the other? Of course not, it's just different. And, and if both work, do what they're supposed to do, we'll get to our destination, okay? Um, we, we also spoke last week, we touched on, well, what should a wife do if her husband fails to be the authority for her to submit to? Okay, we, we spoke on that. Ultimately, what we said is we always default back to the word of God. We still submit to a wife, submit to your husbands, except in areas where they, they ask you to do what is contrary to the word of God. Let's go to question five. It's on the back of your sheets of last week. Look, this is the question five is this. Uh, how should a wife respond to a physical abuse, abusive husband? How should a wife respond to a physically abusive husband? Um, what are some of your thoughts? Give me one. Leave. Okay. That's what we're not going to comment on right now. Um, Sister Debbie? Call a hit. <laughs> Why? You know, you know, folks, folks, listen. Okay, I got to say what I was going to say earlier. I bit my tongue for not saying it. But now that she said that, remember what... Remember what her praise report was? Her praise report, okay. Call a hitman. That's not a good answer, okay? <laughs> you know, we, we may not learn a lot here, but we have a lot of fun. <laughs> what else? What, what else? Uh, any other thoughts here? Any, any questions? Uh, I'm sorry? Okay. You can suggest it, yeah, okay. You can suggest, anybody else? Well, question is, what should a wife response, how should a wife response to a physical abusive husband? Uh, Lou? And then get the hit man. Uh, okay. <laughs> Somebody in the back, I thought I saw a hand in the back. Oh, oh I'm sorry, okay, okay, Paul? Okay, anybody, Sister Annie? Okay. 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 All right. Anybody else? Brother David. All your answers are good, and 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 your and your answers are are emotion are uh, emotionally driven in most cases because this is a very emotional thing. Because the the very person, and I pray that no one here has ever been in that situation. But I'm sure that we have all we probably all know of someone who has been in, in that, and we, we want to help them, but sometimes in, in helping them, we use our emotions, and emotions are probably the worst thing to ever make a decision on. Okay, the, the, that's why you know that it's legal, it's illegal to sign anything when you're under distress. Uh, why, because you, you never want to make a decision based on how you feel, your, your, your emotions. That's why we always go back to the Word of God. The Word of God takes emotions out of it, even though it is an emotional thing. God is not unsympathetic with those who, who are being abused. 
but we don't want to make two wrong decisions. The husband making the wrong decisions by, by being abusive, and then the wife making another wrong um, decisions that, that brings destruction. Um, scriptures, somebody turn with me to Proverbs um, 14, 16, okay? Um, it, it can, and kind of hold, hold your place there. But Scripture, <clears throat> how, how many of you, I want to I ask you this question. How many of you would, would think that an abusive husband is a good reason for a divorce? Okay. Okay. I would have to say to you, you're dead wrong, biblically speaking. I, I know, see, see that's why we, we talk about these kind of things. You say, well, Pastor, how, what do you mean? I, 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 he's... he's there is nowhere, there is nowhere, uh, Scripture does not permit divorce in the case of physical abuse of a husband. It does not. You, you will not find it. If you do, you let me know, and I'll stand up here next week and say, was wrong, okay? However, however, okay, it gives principles that, are, that, that apply to the, to the wife, okay, in this Proverbs 14 and verse 16. Whoever has it nice and loud. Yes, that one too. Uh, Proverbs 14, 16. Would you read it again? Okay. That's an abusive husband. Okay. One who is... Who is uh, uh, arrogant and careless, okay? But, but uh, the first part of verse 16 says, a wise man is cautious and turns away from evil. See, it, it's, it's not wrong to, have, to be angry or have, argue, or have issues with your spouse, okay? It's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know that, that scripture never, never speaks against desires, even the desires that are wrong, but it speaks about what? Not the desires that are wrong, but the actions that often go with the desires, okay? We have to fight against those, those actions, okay? Now, um, a, a wise man, let's look at this. A wise man is cautious and turns away from evil. Even a man who's not saved can be wise in, in some, some areas. So, so a man who, who lays his hand upon his wife to bring harm of any sort is not a wise man. He's a fool. In most cases, not every case, but in most cases, that was already evident before marriage ever took place. In most cases. Well, he only hit me once when we were dating. Once is three times too many. That, that's a red flag to run for the hills. But he said he's sorry. He said he'll never do it again, and he said he'll even go to church with me. Uh, again, see, as a rule, this has already been seen. But, but even a man who's not saved could say, wait a minute, it's never wise to lay a hand on, a, on the weaker vessel. Someone who, with one swing of my, my, my fist, I could knock her teeth out or knock her dead. Okay? But it goes on and says, but, but a fool is arrogant and careless. See, the, 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 that's why, you know, a foolish man who hits on his wife, he, he doesn't care where he hits, what he hits, and he doesn't care how many times. Um, let me give you just a few thoughts here, okay? So, again, I know that we st we're st some of you are still upset with me because I said that divorce is never an answer, according to Scripture, uh, for physical abuse. And it's not. You will not find it. I know we want to. Because you, you know what you want to know why? Because society has, as, as we, have, we have been so molded by what society says that we put aside the difficulties that the Bible sometimes gives us to face, makes us face. Of course, it makes sense. You hit me once, sucker. I didn't sign up for this. You're out of here. And no one would, they would applaud you. They would say, you're my hero. You didn't take this nonsense. But... God obviously has a better idea, or God has a different, different idea here. Um, first of all, I will say this, and not in a joking manner, but ladies, if you have that kind of a husband, if you know somebody, tell it, you, you better learn how to duck. Seriously, learn to duck from flying things, because 
Because a man who is careless, listen, well, I'm just going back, back, to, back to the scripture. Because, tell you what, a man who is, who is out of control, he will never get any better unless there is an intervention of some sort. He'll just get worse and worse. So you better be on the alert. Okay? Uh, avoid situation where you are placed in physical danger. You just have to, have to be wise now, moving forward. You can't really trust them in, in, in those areas. Uh, in an abusive situations, not only are you justified to protect yourself, you would be wrong if you don't. Now, what would be some of the ways for you to protect yourself? That is an answer. It's maybe not a good one, but give me what are what are some ways that and a few you said this said said some of the answers prior prior to us getting deep into this. Okay, uh, uh, what are some of the ways that you can protect yourself? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, somebody said it. Paul, Paul said, "Okay, leave the area, leave the house immediately. Take whatever clothes you have on your back and leave." You got kids, take them with you. You got a bad dog, keep, let them keep them. What else? What else? I'm sorry? Self-defense, too late. If you're going to do self-defense, do it before you get married. Seriously. What are you going to do? The guy's beating on you say, excuse me, could you give me three weeks so I can learn a little karate? Okay, call the police. Get the law involved. This is practical stuff. You, you didn't think, see, you, you didn't think I was going to go there. You were just going to think I was going to say, just get on your knees and pray. No. No. I mean, yeah, yes, but I'm saying that's, that's not always the answer, okay? Sister Kim? Okay, all right, okay. Uh-huh. Anybody else? Uh, Michelle, you, you must have a really rough home. <laughs> uh, yeah. Man, Mark, what are you doing? She's got all the right answers. <laughs> Go ahead, Michelle. <laughs> oh, you go to the other church, that's why. That's why you got problems. <laughs> go ahead, Michelle. <laughs> Michelle, go ahead. Okay. Okay. All right. Sure. Yeah. You. Well, again, you, you you get the law involved to the to the degree that you need to. Now that's not going to make him happy. We we all we all know that. But but you have to be willing to 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 go the. You have to you have to be willing to go all the way. Okay. If you don't, you know it's kind of like, you know my counsel, and I know people never once has anybody taken it in this area. When there's a major. Major problem in the marriage where a husband is abusive, not only physically, but in a lot of other ways. There needs to be a major separation. Oh, but Pastor, he said he's sorry. Didn't I tell you that before? He said he shed three tears. I counted them. I got him in the jar. You're walking in foolishness. You're walking in foolishness when that occurs. Okay? Um, I'll answer you, or I'll let you speak in just a moment. I want to get through this one. Diffuse the situation. Do not, don't aggravate it. Because sometimes what happens, a husband says something that's vulgar or harsh and hard, and what does a wife want to do? I want to get, I'll tell you, you, you know, and you're not even good, you know where. Okay, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. You know? No, 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 seriously, because why? Again, what, what is caught up? Our emotions. We want to get, get, get even. Okay? Proverbs 15.1 uh, says what? And what else does it say? Okay? A soft word turns away... Wrath, okay? But, but when you agitate it, and he, he's mad to start with, 
He's not going to say, oh, honey, you're so right. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Bang! That's where you start ducking. Um, be careful. L listen, it's real. It's real. Husbands kill wives. Wives poison their husbands. Okay? We live in a sinful, sinful world. Okay? And I know you say, well, Pastor, I am just going to, I'm giving you biblical instructions. I'm not telling you what the world, I know what the world, we all know what the world says. The world says if your husband looks at you the wrong way, those are grounds for, for divorce. In the, in the Muslim faith, I'm told all you have to do is, is for a man to divorce his wife to say three times, I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you, I'm divorced. That's crazy. Some of you are saying, man, I wish I would have been Muslim. <laughs> no. No, but I'm saying, well, see, listen. You know why? Because God instituted marriage. We have cheapened it to mean nothing. My wife the other day was telling me, well, who was that, that actress? Uh, um, you told me married five times and she died at age like 39. She's been married five times. Yeah, the one who played uh, in The Wizard of Oz, was it? Uh, 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 Julie Garland. How could you be married five times and you're only 39? Don't you have to? I mean, wasn't there any time together? But, but see, that, that's the world. Okay? And we're not talking to the world. Why? Because God sanctified marriage. And we cannot take it lightly. We cannot just say, oh, no, we thought it was going to work out. It didn't work out. Are there reasons for divorce? Of course there are. There's basically two of them. Okay? Now, please understand this. If you've been divorced, and those two were not the, the, the two abandonment or, or adultery, and don't, ever, don't think that is not the unpardonable sin. You're still going to heaven. You're still a child of God. Okay? Again, I'm giving you what, what, what I'm trying to give you what God's, what God's word says. To the best of my ability. Only because we live in that kind of world that it's acceptable even in the church. Um, let me give you just. Oh, I said, I'm sorry. Please. I, I agree. I think we all agree. And that's why, that's why, listen, that, that's why marry someone who's a, who's a believer. That's why Paul says, do not be unequally yoked. There's not even a thought. Don't date anybody. Well, Pastor, I'll get him saved. No, you won't. You're not that good looking. Seriously, you won't. It doesn't work that way. And, and then once you get someone who's saved, truly saved, they love the Lord more than they love you. You got, you got to stay focused on the things of God. Get involved in ministry. Get in, make sure you're in church on a regular basis. You, you say, well, is that 100% proof? Of course not. But you know what? It's a lot better than just marrying somebody just because they're good looking. You've got to have some commonality. Some things are uh, that spiritually. Oh, Pastor, we like hiking. Wonderful. You, him, and Smokey the Bear. I'm talking about spiritual things that will sustain you when you, listen, when you go through issues because you will go through issues. Why? Because we're flesh and blood and we live in a fallen world. So when those things come up, how do you resolve it? Do you go back to the word? Do you go to the pastor? If your husband is unsaved or the wife is unsaved, they're going to say, I don't want to go to that old goat. He can't tell me nothing. I know more than he does. Now what do you do? But when you have two people that truly love God, okay, and are in the Word together, they're in church together, they're in ministry together, and when they have a problem, they don't, they don't fight against each other, they fight against the problem. And when they can't resolve it, they say, well, let's get around those who are believers. That's why, you know, young married couples and older married couples, it's important to spend time together. If your best friends are people that are not saved, I'm sorry, man, you got it wrong. You got it wrong. You don't have to agree with me, but I'm telling you, you got it wrong. If your fellowship is with people that are outside the church, I'm not only talking about hope churches, but I'm talking about the church, people who love God. Because I'm sure all of you have Christian friends that go to this church. That, that's wonderful. That's great. Re keep that. What do you have in common with the world? 
What do you have in common with those that don't love God? You'll almost have to walk on eggshells. When I go out with my wife and couples, I don't want some guy trying to hit on my wife. In the world, that's, that's not uncommon. Sunday morning, I'll share this with you. Because it bothered me so much that that pastor who had an affair with his wife, I, I don't know why I got involved with I shouldn't have. Yesterday, I got clips. Somebody sent me clips of that affair and the whole bit. Uh, and, 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 and I read it because I don't want to be ignorant if I speak. And I, I will not because that's not my, my, it's my concern, but it's not uh, per se. But reading, reading his, his apology to the church and to the community and so on and so forth, he said one thing that I have to uh, appreciate for, he put the blame on himself. And, and he said, and now my greatest ministry now, I stepped down from, from the church. My greatest ministry now is ministering to my wife, and he called her by name. Um, the world doesn't do that. The world doesn't do that. Now, it's sad what, what he did. You know, he messed up a lot of people's lives, and God will hold him accountable for that, only as God knows, okay? But, but, but folks... Um, we live, we live even in, in, in the church. See, that's why it's so important to have fellowship with people who will, will look at you straight in the eye and say, hey, James, you're, man, you're off base, pal. Hey, Chino, you could have done better, man, as a husband. In love. Hey, pastor, you know what? You, you, you shouldn't have. Do we do that to each other? Not, not your business. Of course I'm your business. Of course you're my business. I am my brother's keeper. You are your brother's keeper. But we're taught in the world, live and let live. Do whatever they would just, that's not your problem. It's not a problem. You're my, you're my brother. You're my sister. God takes marriage very, very seriously. We don't. God never changed. We do. And then we have a, a clown a president who signs into, into, into office same-sex marriage. What kind of idiocy is that? And then we have another idiot president who, 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 who promotes transgenders. And we don't say nothing to our families, to our children. You say, Pastor, you're, you're, you're hooked on that. You're right, I am. Because I got five grandchildren. I don't want them growing up in that crazy world. Or, or even though they're going to grow up in it, I want them to know what's right. And believe me, I tell them what's right. And, 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 but we need, all of us need to. We all need to. Why? If you don't, you know what you are saying to them? Let the schools teach you. Let the government teach you. Let social media teach you. And we're learning the same thing about divorce. My husband speaks bad to me. I'm, I want a divorce. No, that's not the answer. But you know what, when, when you have two believers that are having a problem, you could talk to, to them in most cases. And I, we, we've experienced, Pastor Lou and I have experienced that when both believers and one says to you, it's none of your business. Okay, I guess it's not. Now you pay the consequences. Okay, but, but if they truly love God, you could hold their, their feet accountable and say, wait a minute. You said for better and for worse. What is going on? Let's, let's fix it. Let's, let's resolve it. Let's forgive. We don't. We don't know that, that word, uh, forgiveness. He hurt me so bad. I know you're perfect saints. You've never done anything wrong. I've never done anything wrong to, to my wife. Take it seriously, church, because God holds us accountable but not only that, we pass it down to our children. And you know what? And if you've done wrong, admit it to your kids. I've treated grandma wrong or, my, or, or mom wrong or dad wrong. And move on. Okay? And start living. Let me give you just a, a few thoughts um, from one who's been married 46 years almost. These are just a few quick thoughts. I do not believe that, that, that women are to blame when husbands are violent. Never. Never. The Bible speaks about self-control. Guys, get it together. What's well, my testosterone? Well, if you got too much of it, cut it out. Get rid of it. Humble yourself. Self-control. 
Well, Pastor, I, you know, you know, us, us, us Italians, us Puerto Ricans, us black men, you know what? It has nothing to do with who you are. It has to do with your nature. It has to do with your character. Well, you know, my father, well, if your father was an idiot, you got to follow suit. Stop it. We're children of God. We're different. Listen, we're a different breed. We're born again. Doesn't mean we never have a, an argument and a fight with each other. That's part of life. But we don't go to the extreme, okay? Um, never excuse. There's never an excuse for a man to use physical violence against his wife. Never. Never. She comes at you with a, with, with a knife. Restrain her. Husbands, learn to walk away. Calm down. Abusive husbands who lean on the, on the phrase, uh, wife or, or <laughs> woman submit, do not understand biblical concepts of leadership. They just don't. They use terms to do what they want to do. Now, one more. If your situation is not dangerous, <laughs> ladies, if your situation is not dangerous, but just uncomfortable, because sometimes that's what it is. If it's dangerous, it's different. You, you get the law involved, you leave the house, you protect yourself. But if it's not dangerous, just uncomfortable, learn to trust God for your husband and, and for your children's sakes. The Bible is very clear on that. I'll give you the scripture. Time will not allow us to read it. You read it on your own. 1 Corinthians 7, 10 through 16. If you're on country, learn to trust God for your husband and your children's sake. Because sometimes those feelings and those moods are just swings and you could deal with them. But don't pretend that they didn't happen. They did happen and they got to be addressed. Do not sweep those feelings and those, those threats that, that are made. Well, you know, I just was having a bad day. No, no, nobody has that kind of a bad day without it being addressed. You've got to address it. And what else, what, what else do you, you think that you have to have or do after you address it? What? Forgive? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. There's, what else? Counseling? Um, <laughs> if I get a dime for every time I counsel a couple, man, I'd have my Corvette. Um, uh, <laughs> that's an inside joke. Um, you, you have to... You have to Husbands, if, the, if men, if that's you, that you're struggling, you better have a plan. If that ever happens again, or if I begin to feel that way, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to run out of the house, or I'm going to call the pastor, I'm going to call the pastor, Lou, whatever. Something that gets you away, because if you don't, you'll, you'll take it to the next step. And it's usually not good. Okay? Sister uh, Michelle. 1 Corinthians 7, 10 through 16. Okay? All right, let's go to quite, oh, Patricia. Nice and loud. Uh -huh. There's God, okay, no, no, not, not imme me, Im immediately. See, I believe this. A husband lays, this, this is me, this is me. Not, there's nowhere in scripture that says this. I believe a man ever lays a hand on his wife, the wife ought to stay away from him at least for a year. He needs counseling. Oh yeah, because, because you see, when you do it for 10 minutes, and you say, now I have No, no, I didn't say three years. Three years. No, 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 a year. I, I, th that's me. No, no. Hey, three years. Oh, my goodness. Hey, I got, hey, I, I got, man, I got self-control, but not that much. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Mm -hmm. You can't hold me by then. That 
point, it is because now he's cheating on you. Now, now all these other things happen. No, 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 it's biblical. No, it's not slick, it's just biblical. See, I just, okay, you know, I've said this. I've said this. I've said this and I stand this. Christians should never, never, never promote or engage the divorce. Listen to me. Christians should never initiate the divorce. Never. The Bible says if the unbeliever wants to go, let him go. And then you are free. But when you initiate, watch this, according to scripture, 1 Corinthians 7, 10 through 16, if you initiate the divorce according to scriptures, and we don't teach it, because we don't believe it, because we don't want to do it. You are no longer free to marry. We don't want to hear this because we don't want to read scripture. Okay, see, again, see, I can't teach that to, to you folks because you would shut off. But I'm saying if we were ever really, really serious, we could do a serious study on marriage, divorce, and remarriage. And it would blow us out totally. We would say, no, but pastor, I'm free. Okay. Yeah, you're free only under, under the laws that God has established. Not what we make up. And again, please, any of you who have done it, done it, Condemnation is not of God. You're still a child of God. You're on your way to heaven. Your mansion will probably be next to Brother Jesus and, and our Brother James. And, uh, don't worry about it, okay? I'm seriously, but I'm saying moving forward, I don't want to cheapen the marriage. I want us as believers that when we teach our children, our grandchildren, will marry, that marriage is a precious thing. It's not just something, if it doesn't work, we'll try again with somebody else. What are you thinking? What are we thinking? Don't we understand that the, the two, when the two come together, they are one flesh. You cannot divide one. If you try to, you know what you do? I gave the, the experience, uh, the example a couple weeks ago. You tear, you get two pieces of paper glued together. You want to tear them apart? They tear, they don't come apart. And there's damage. And the Bible uh, speaks about that, you know, when, uh, when if, if someone dies, you're free to marry, and that is not an issue any longer. But, but we have believed society. We have be believed what, what our, our famous movie stars tell us. Even some of our famous preachers tell us. I know we don't want to hear this. Oh, we, we forgive God's mercy and grace. Wow, we've abused grace. Grace is not a license to sin. Thank God for grace. We need it every day. But now when we willfully choose. Okay. Yes, Troy, and then okay. Right, right, right. There are. Oh, okay, no, no, and, and you're right. There are cases, but but the, the the reason why I focus on on the, the husband, the husband is the priest of the home. The husband is the one who gets the ball rolling, not, not out of control, not, not, not from, from a point of control, but a point of love. I love, I love my wife. We married her for 46 years, and we dated for five years. I'm crazy about my wife. I really, I really am. I'm not ashamed to say that, okay? But from day one, I, I hope I've done a, a good job in, in letting her know that I love her. Never have we have we, we had arguments? Absolutely, she's been wrong most of the times, but it's okay. It's another story. Is she, look, is she is she looking at me? Okay, okay, okay. See, that's why that's why I can't say nothing, to you people. No, no. See. Uh, Troy, the reason why I, I come from the husband, because the husband is the one, he's the tumbler. The wife is the, the champagne glass, the gentle one, okay? She's the, the Bible says she's the weaker vessel, 
Okay, so, so we have to take care of that. So if we begin as men, see, ladies, please, if you, if you are single, if you don't get a man, if, if you're looking for a man, nothing wrong with that. But if he's not strong in character and, and his relationship with God, he's a dud. Leave him alone. He's not worth anything, not as far as marriage. He may be a nice guy at his workplace, but he's not a husband for you. Because you will always be the one pulling and pushing. Let's read together. Let's go to church together. Let's go to married couples. Let's go to... You're always doing this. Sooner or later, you get fed up. You want a man of integrity, a man of character, a man that loves God, a man that's not afraid to, to pray around the dinner table, a man who's not afraid to teach his children, his grandchildren how to pray, a man who talks about the things of God around the table. Well, we talk about church and church days. That's it. That's why you're a mess. That's why the F word jumps out of, you, out of your mouth every time your kid does something. Why? Because there's not a change inside. You're the man. Be the man. Treat your wife like she's something of precious value. Because she is. You know what? You thought about that when you were dating. You thought about that the day you looked in her eyes and you said to the preacher, I do. You thought about that. You believed that then. Why don't you believe it now? You, you, you let something go. Don't get it back. If you have to apologize to, to your spouse, but ladies, those of you that are not married, please stay single rather than find a man who's, who's a knucklehead because that's all they are then. But if they love Jesus and they really love it, and you'll know by just observing. Don't ask him, so do you love Jesus? I'm serious. It means nothing if his life does, is not demonstrated in love towards his wife and towards his children. It means nothing. If he's unfaithful, if he flirts, if he tears down the, uh, the wife, be careful. Men, God has called us to lead. Now, there are some women that are tough and rough, okay? Same principles apply. The word of God goes for both. Troy, you have the answer? Quickly, because we got two minutes. Yes. Well, the, the, that's why you're right. You're right. There are, but that's why, as those of you that are, are single, um, you're dating. Ask the tough questions. You know what, one of, the, one of the sure things is ask your, some of your best friends, what do you think about him? What do you think about her? And, and saying, please be honest, because your best friends, they know a lot more than you, because you're looking through rose, uh, rose colored glasses. Oh, but he's so cute, look at him, oh. You know, we both like ketchup on our french fries, that's gotta be God's will. Stop it. You know, we're not 12 and 13 year old puppy love. It doesn't work. And those of you, those of you that, and, and don't get married too young, please. Don't encourage your children to. The, the, the statistics say the younger you get married, the greater that chance of you being divorced. That's not God's will. Lonnie, real quickly. What? What? Okay, hold on. Okay, I, I can't talk about that because, because this is not, that's, that's going off track right now. Even though that is an important thing, maybe we'll deal with it later. But, but right, right now we can't. Okay? So again, I'm just, I'm just trying to encourage you guys, okay? Um, marriage is vital. Get it back to where it belongs. At a high standard. High standard. And if anyone here is ever going to marry anyone here, you know our standards for, based on God's word. And, and, and if they're not mat matching up to God's standard, don't marry them. I don't care how much money they have. I don't care what they promise you. You've got to live with them. Don't. Say no thank you. We can have coffee if we want. And we'll go Dutch. Okay. All right. It's 8 o'clock. Okay. Any questions? Then we'll, I, I can't start. We'll, next week, I promise you, we will finish 6, 7, and 8. 
because next week we, we have an extra few, few minutes. Uh, question, I think I gave you notes for the, this week, for next week, right? Six, seven, okay, 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 hold on, hold on to those and we'll, any questions? Uh, there, there are, remember about three weeks ago I gave you a little quarter sheets paper. If there are questions that we haven't answered um, and you will, what would like them to, to be addressed, would you please write them down on that sheet and, and uh, give them back uh, to, uh, uh, to me? Okay, and we'll, we'll, try to, we'll try to answer them. Marriage is, is, it, is God's institution. It was not man. Man never came up with marriage. And by the way, God already defined marriage. It's the government who had to redefine it. Okay, and anytime you redefine something, it changes structure, it changes value. Okay, marriage is God's idea, and marriage is between a man and a woman, not a man and a man, not a woman and a woman. It is not wrong to marry a woman, marry a woman. It is not wrong for a man to marry a man. It is an abomination. It is a sin. Okay, please understand that. Teach your children that. Okay, if you, and, and I know maybe some of you struggling or maybe some of you have, have family members that, that are, are, are gay or, or they're homosexuals one way or another. We love them absolutely, but we never agree with their standards. You cannot agree with God's standards and society's standards. John, 1 John chapter 2, 15 through 17 says, Love not the world, nor the things of the Quit other preachers lying to you that, that tell you it is okay. It is not okay to be a homosexual. It is not according to scripture. It is not okay to, to, to announce your husband as your wife. You gotta be crazy, confused. And those of you that are not, it's because you have bitten the apple of the government. You have bitten the apple of the school because it's the government. You've been the apple of social media because it's the government. Yes, you have a homosexual son or daughter, you love them, you minister to them, you embrace them, you let them know that you don't, you don't hold condemnation against them, but you let them know you're wrong. It is a sin, and I'm praying for you. Now, they will usually, because they, I get accused of this all the time. Well, Pastor, you're just a homophobe. No, I'm not. I'm not a homophobe. I'm scared of nothing. So when my mother used to do this, okay, but that's, that's another story. It's a whole different story. Okay? If you're Italian, you would understand that. Okay, you do. Okay. We're not, we love, we love people. We love people. But you know what? We love the word of God a lot more because we love God. And God has already established the, 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 the rules. Uh, listen. In the last probably six or seven months, we've had about five or six people leave the church because they just don't agree with the Bible anymore. Pastor, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with your preaching on ABCD. Well, well, show me where, where I'm wrong. Well, I just don't agree with it. Oh. Well, I, see, when you tell me that, there's nothing I could come back with except to compromise with you, but now I've got to give an answer to God. And I would rather give an answer, the right answer to God than... And you, I love you, but not that much. Okay? I want to go to heaven. Not only that, see, you have to understand this as a pastor, myself, Pastor Lou, this for you especially, you, Brother Mark, whenever you teach, others of you who teach, you're accountable for these souls. Pastor Lou, you're accountable for each side. When, when we weaken in our position on biblical standards, foundations, answer to each other. We answer to God Almighty. Why? Because not only am I, am I astray now, but look at how many other people I'm leading astray, and now you're leading your children astray, and it just continues to mushroom. So, I never apologize. I only apologize if I misquote something. That I have no problem with. But I never apologize. That's what you got. Obviously, a few of you think it's worth hearing week after week. But this is foundational. Brother James has got five children that God has blessed him with. I want him and his wife to be strong, that they could say, mom and dad has given us a good example. 
Thais and, and Kazmik got a beautiful little one. I want her to be able to grow up and say, I see the, the, the godliness in mom and dad. That's what I want. Francis and, and, and Chino, they have uh, uh, three children. That baby inside her is a full child. I want you to know. It's not uh, partial. It's not come. No. It's a full. That, that child, those children, I want them to grow up saying, my mom and dad gave us the best example possible of what a, 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 a marriage and what a family should look like. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. Okay, but, but it's solid and it's good. God has blessed Jesus and Aurora with a beautiful child. I want him someday to say, they gave me a good example. And the rest of us, beautiful girls you got. I don't, I don't want them to ever say, well, I don't know. Mom, mom you know, mom, 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 I want to bring home my girl. about this. That's why I, sometimes I'm even anal about it. Why? Because I know what the world is driving us. The, the church has lost a lot of its convictions. That's why suddenly I, I get so, so worked up. Because I don't want you to lose that. Someday I won't be here and I pray that the next guy who stands behind this pulpit will be as passionate about biblical truths because our younger preachers today I don't have it. They don't have it. I've heard them. I've heard them. They don't preach the same gospel that, that is taught in the word. They don't teach the same Jesus that we taught in, that is taught in the word. They teach about a loving, tipping through the tulips kind of Jesus. When I see a Jesus, the Bible tells me in Revelations, whose eyes are like fire. He deals with sin. He doesn't pacify it. And listen, I, I, I mean no offense. I mean no, no meanness to anyone here who has family who's struggling in th these areas. I understand that. I understand that. But the truth is the truth is the truth. We either accept this or we reject it. Father, thank you for this precious group, Lord God. Thank you for Hope Christian Fellowship Ministries. Thank you for Pastor Lou. Thank you for Brother Daryl. Thank you for uh, Brother Pastor Torres, Elder Ray. Thank you, Lord God, for others uh, who, who teach and preach the word here. Lord God, that, that they, they know the guidelines. The guidelines is just the word of God. It's not what society says. And Lord, it's not always the most popular. We rather laugh and joke rather than get serious sometimes. Because it's, it's, this is life to us. But not only to us, what are we going to leave behind to our children, our grandchildren, and those that come after us? Will they say that we were faithful? Will they say that they gave us truth? So, Lord, I just thank you for them listening. I don't know what they're thinking, Lord, but at least they listened. And that seed has been planted. May they plant it in their children and grandchildren. Thank you for divine protection as we travel home and a good night's rest. And may tomorrow be even better than today. Lord, if you do not come in the middle of the night, tomorrow we promise to honor you and serve you and love our husbands and love our wives and love one another, Lord God, because of that the world might see that we are followers of Jesus Christ. We pray these things now in the name of your Son. Amen and amen.